listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Yo, we were surprised to hear from you, Elgin. Why? We didn't think you were up for a beat. We don't get beat. Okay. This should be fun. <laughs> Next Saturday night, Warehouse 11. <laughs> What's so funny? Your crew, man. What y'all need a week for? These kids need a whole week. To what? Practice? See, my crew, we don't practice. We just do it. So do we. So do it. Or we'll do it. Tonight then? Baby boy? Tonight it's on. And I ain't your baby boy. Mr. Rad's warehouse. Y'all suckers just make sure y'all there by Sunday. Yeah, just bring the 5Gs, alright, man? That's right. We'll see who the sucker is. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 46. I don't have a special date for this one. It just is number 46. Um, our Joe Biden episode, I guess. If we're going that, there we go. that direction. Keep the theme alive. We are... Allegedly. Uh, ele- well, not, it's not official yet, Dex. Wow. Count the votes, guys. Remember, yeah, count the votes. Counting. Stay in line. <laughs> we are, if you hear that voice, we are down. Stay, join, in, line. stay in line. Can you imagine people in Georgia... <laughs> Still, still voting. Uh, we are joined that voice by uh, Sarah Johnston, Serendipity eighteen on uh, Twitter. Boy, boy, boy. If you will. Um, so, uh, Sarah, why are you here? Why did you agree to this? <laughs> Just in general, in life, why are you here? Excellent question. Um, I had no reason not to. So, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are cool or whatever. Or whatever. Well, thank you for being here. Um, if you're if you've seen the title, unless you just randomly click play on an episode, which I just assume people do, uh, we're doing "You Got Served" this week, otherwise known as a giant piece of shit. This movie sucks. <laughs> uh, fucking classic. Excuse all of you. We had to put all the Christmas content on pause when this shit got put on Netflix because we just had to fucking watch you guys there. Oh, man, this movie stunk, but I had a good time. I'm not going to lie. I was just in my apartment by myself, just me and my cat watching you got served. Like, what, like <laughs> okay, on a random Monday night. But the... I, Dex, why did you want to do this movie? I don't know. If you're wondering, yes, this was a Dex, this was a Dex throw out. Yeah, I, I just immediately uh, throw him under the bus. Immediately peg him on. Nobody else wanted this. This is all Dex. <laughs> we could have been talking you know about Elf right now. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do that anyway. But like, I I just grew up on this movie. I just fucking love this movie. Is it good? No, but it's, it fucking bangs. Like it's just it's just so dope. And they put it on Netflix, and I was like, this is why I got into movie podcasts so I could just talk shit about the movie you guys served with my friends like that's that's all i've ever wanted in life so led up to this this moment is it a is it a movie who knows that's basically what you're saying um but i i'd never seen this one but we are to go along those lines of movies you just used to watch all the time we we're gonna draft it's kind of an esoteric draft but we were drafting uh movies you would have watched on cable tv from the year 2000 to the year 2005 <laughs> So high for specific. <laughs> so high for specific. Because this has FX, TNT, TES, Banger written oh, for all sure, for over sure. it. Big throwback. This, 
this was a huge like BET weekend movie. Like <laughs> they put on this, they put on like Stomp the Yard, like fucking Oh Stomp the Yard. Drumline. Like, Drumline. And like Baby Boy were always on Baby BET Boy. every single weekend. <laughs> And, and for so, some reason, in the head belly. household, I would just sit and watch those four movies <laughs> all the fucking time. Oh man. man, Stop the Art is another movie I saw in theaters that I absolutely was not the target market for. <laughs> yeah, what? You? Surprising. I, I was 17, 16, 17. Oh man. Sarah, uh, thank you for joining us. Had you ever seen You Got Served before? I have not had the pleasure. No. <laughs> life-changing we'll start there then uh what we do is we give it a review uh and give it a letter grade so you can do that in any order that you want to but go ahead give your thoughts on the movie and give it a letter grade please um okay letter grade Uh, i'm gonna start out with just a solid c this movie was i feel like it it fulfilled its intended purpose, which is to just be what it is, which is a good time, but like not much beyond that. Um, I don't know. I, it kind of made me mad. Like just watching this. Like this feels like, I don't I don't know. I really just did not fuck with David like that. Oh, can I say that? I really didn't like David. I was like, this is you can awesome. say whatever you want. Whatever you want. Okay, okay. I you didn't know. We don't curse here. I'm sorry. We so your virgin ears. Listen, you never know. Um pretty sure we introduced the thick Pixar moms. Yeah. Yeah. We I have no I have no proof, but we said it on the onward podcast and then it blew up on Twitter. We started Thick Pixar Moms. We started Thick Pixar. Pixar. Pixar Moms. So yeah, say whatever you want. If uh, okay. so, but we're not. You're, you're. You can be held liable for that right later. Noted. Okay. Well, I hope the creators of this movie don't come after me, <laughs> or whatever. Twenty yeah, years I, later. Yeah, twenty <laughs> years later, they're like, you know what? We were we were looking into it and did something. You were talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Guess you want to get served. (laughs) (laughs) Show up to your house and challenge you. Challenge me to a dance off. (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, overall, like, it's one of those movies where you're like, this sucks, but like, also, it it sucks in a good way. You know, it's like, this is super cheesy. Like, but it is what it's meant to be. And so, like, overall, I thought it was fine. C for Sarah. Did you say C? I'm just a C. Yeah, right. C. go with that. I normally I do this before I ask for the reviews, but since um, I, I I fucked up, we're gonna have to go back and read these reviews. So uh, this is you got served. Um, is it? The, well, maybe <laughs> it, it uh, you got served came out in 2004. Has a 3.9 on IMDb, a fan rating Not website. Bad. Not um, bad. It is rated PG-13. It is a breezy hour and 30 minutes or two hours and 25 minutes when you're watching this on FX. But um, 
in order the the synopsis goes in order to achieve their dream of opening a recording studio which i did not even know was part of this two friends, i also didn't know that was a thing two friends must first win their city's dance contest a fierce competition that pits them against a group of tough street dancers not tough street dancers um it was the backstreet boys who they were <laughs> frosted tips like yeah mm, tough street okay uh, was... keep in mind, one of the members of wade's group is kevin Federline. was that really <laughs> it was his first serious? acting role he's just credited as dancer but kfed is in this oh my god uh written Ooh, and directed shit by chris stokes um it stars names you might know like fucking omarion as david okay uh marquise uh marquise marquise houston as elgin marcus marcus <laughs> nailed it i'm gonna stop talking um <laughs> marcus houston i've never seen this guy before actually wait yes i have i'm a liar he's in fat album um <laughs> yes. another masterpiece another yeah marcus houston as elgin which uh the full name on that was hilarious jennifer freeman uh jerrell houston lil fizz okay raz b um in case you didn't know i'm very caucasian so when i'm <laughs> the viewers are surprised uh, yeah <laughs> This stars Lil Fizz. Um, <laughs> Megan Good is in this movie. And fucking Steve Harvey is in this movie. <laughs> Wild as uh, Mr. Rad. You know Steve Harvey named himself when he got the script. It was probably originally like Dave. He's like, no, 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 no. The kids are going to call me Mr. Rad. I want yeah. it in my contract. Like, I, this is what I have. I'm going to dress up like a high school baseball umpire the entire time. Also, talk Kim. about myself like the black Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Raz neighborhood. <laughs> it's also Lil Kim's in this movie giving pump up speeches. So there's that. Um, this movie was kind of a hit. It made it was eight million dollars. It made 50 million dollars worldwide. <laughs> I'm not surprised this cost eight million. They had three locations. And the final dance battle takes place clearly in like the lobby of a convention center. I was just going to say it was in a convention center, right? It's like LA's convention center. <laughs> it's not even the main force. It's just the lobby. Um, anybody want to guess what this has on Rotten Tomatoes? My guess is 17. I, I was going to go higher. I was going to go like a 30. I feel like somebody's keeping this afloat yeah i was thinking like 30s or 40s low 40s maybe dex you would have been right on the dance sequences <laughs> are exhilarating but everything else about this movie is sloppy and generic 14 percent from critics on rotten tomatoes good lord um I'm very generous my bad take it, it back has 70 percent uh audience <laughs> score though so there's there's that um take it to the streets <laughs> 37 on uh metacritic anyway so yeah that's you got served um jake we're gonna finish with dex's review because i want to know what he actually really think unfettered what he thinks about this movie but jake what do you what do you obvious i mean you don't like this movie legally i don't feel like i'm qualified to rate this 
Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a strong F. It's it's bad. I will <laughs> I will I will give it credit. The dancing is kind of cool. I mean, they spend so much time talking about how they need to practice, but they never actually practice. But somehow are still able to be very successful. They practice in the rain, dude. Amarion's <laughs> dancing by himself. I don't. The, what are you talking about? That was not Brad. The black eyed peas blast in the background. That was Kevin Bacon and Footloose. He needed to work through emotions through dance. He wasn't practicing. Uh, therapy. therapy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I saw this in theaters. But I was also fourteen, and this was like around the age where I was like going to movies. You don't think like, would have been yeah. a memorable moment. Life. <laughs> I saw Stop the Yard, so clearly I'm somewhere in on this. Um, I hate it. <laughs> it is, <laughs> I, I want to give it credit, and like, I, I will admit this. This came out at the right time because this is right at where we were with like hip hop music slowly coming into the mainstream. Like, I'm pretty sure this is when Outkast, Speaker Vox, Love Low dropped. So, like, people are starting to talk about it and get into it. This is also a movie where it is clearly made by a bunch of white people that are like, yeah, this is probably how black people talk. <laughs> I, think the director, point, I think the director was black. He was. The director's black, yeah. At one point in time, a guy has the line, show me the money, what, what? Like, this is, <laughs> this is incredible writing of... <laughs> Nobody of color was involved with this, minus the director. Like whoever wrote this was like they just took like little lines from like songs <laughs> yeah. or like other movies and then just like spliced them together. And they're like, "This is slang." You're like, is it? I don't know. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> wow, that was weird. That was incredible. Even with the audio delay, you somehow managed to sync that up perfectly. Huh. Um, this is also a movie with absolutely no stakes despite the fact that they have a drug dealer that's just basically trying to do a cheap dollar store imitation of Marcellus Wallace <laughs> and little saint dies but I, I also don't care because he's only in like three scenes before we find out he dies R.I.P. Little Saint R.I.P. You not care about Little Saint little monster <laughs> do it for Little Saint we're gonna do dedicate it. Please put a note in the beginning of this podcast. This podcast is dedicated, dedicated to Little Saint. To little Saints. <laughs> Done. Done. I don't know. I'm rambling. I obviously hated this. I'm trying to find a reason to justify watching it, but I hated it. F. That might be our first F. I don't know if we've given a movie an F. Like we're usually pretty damn generous. Um, I've. I don't think I've ever given one an F. Making history. I know. We invited you on to make history. That's what we did. Dex, save this film. Save it. <laughs> Dex, go ahead, man. Where where do I begin with <laughs> this masterpiece? You guys are... Okay, so like... Growing up, I was a huge B2K fan. B2K is the group. Uh, pretty much all of them are in this movie. Omarion was like their lead singer. Lil Fizz is in B2K. Uh, Rasby, All those dudes. Okay, but pretty much everybody that like speaks in this movie who's not Marcus Houston is in B2K. So growing up, I'm a huge B2K fan. I knew who Marcus Houston was. Like he was in a couple of like TV shows. He was on like Sister Sister. He had some like some songs that I knew and like Was he on Sister Sister? So this movie came out. Yeah. Oh. Or what show is that? 
He's Roger. Okay. I forget what show Roger's on. Sister, sister, right? Go home, Roger. He's Roger. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I loved all these people. I knew who they were. Like, this was an all-star cast as far as Young Dex was concerned in 2004. Because <laughs> it's fucking B2K and Marcus Houston. Um, so the movie comes out. I go see it in theaters with my parents. Like, you know, it's 2004. We don't go to the movies all that often. Um, but I was just fucking riveted by all these dance battles and shit. I didn't know really what was going on. Uh, I knew to be sad, like, when I was supposed to be sad. I knew to be happy when I was supposed to be happy. But, like, I was just there for the fucking dance scenes. And then we got it on DVD. So I ran the DVD into the ground. Literally broke it because I watched it so much. What? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. How did you do that? <laughs> no idea. It just broke. Never broke it. I don't think my parents broke it. <laughs> but, hey, we're not watching. You got served one more. God. Get anymore. <laughs> oh. Losing my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I had like a little portable DVD player like back in the day, you know. So I would watch it on that. Oh we go. had a DVD player in my mom's car, so I'd watch it on that. Yeah. <laughs> what my a, like. Oh my god. Guesstimate, <laughs> guesstimate, like how many times you've watched this in full? Uh, it's got to be at least like realistically like twenty-five to thirty. Right. fucking times, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh dude, that's such a throwback reference. The the portable DVD, portable DVD player. The portable DVD player. That was a thing we had to do, children. Uh, we had DVDs and we could watch them on the go. So when you took always, well, yeah. on the go, did you just take the case or did you have like a sleeve full of DVDs? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, we kept the case in my mom's car, like all, our DVDs, like all the DVDs that I just watched all the time. So not all the DVDs, but all the DVDs that I watched all the time were like just in my mom's car, like in the glove box or whatever. So I could just pull out like fucking Shark Tales or like But yeah, man. So that was my relationship to this movie growing up. And then like obviously it was on TV all the time, like I mentioned. So if I was just flipping through TV channels and you guys are on. Fucking watching you guys serve. Uh, Had so the I DVD love, the and watched it on TV. And now on Netflix. <laughs> it's on TV and I'm watching TV. I'm going to watch you guys serve. And now it's on Netflix. So yeah, we just had to talk about this movie because this is this is part of who I am. Like This is part of my story in life. Uh, my relationship with movies. Um, what do you give it? <laughs> yeah. What do I give it? I give it a I give it an A. Like, what else am I oh, fuck it? that. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Nah, real talk. This movie is legitimately like a, it's like a C. Yeah, it's a C. I mean, it's it's compelling enough. Like you keep watching it, it's quick. It's not like it's gonna take your whole day or anything. It's just an hour and a half. The dance battles are fun. There's some funny shit that happens, <laughs> even as an adult. There's some incredible <laughs> unintentional comedy. Exactly. There's some hilarious shit that happens. I, I just love this movie. So yeah, like realistically, it's like a. It's like a C, C, like C plus somewhere in there, you know, not well acted, not well scripted, you know, the cinematography is nothing to write home about, but in my heart, it's an A, it's an A, <laughs> regular essay. 
Oh man, we gotta see, start keeping a Google spreadsheet of all these ratings. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. My review, I. This is this isn't a parody, right? This is this is like no, this but this shit has been parodied no, so much. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like, what this gets was, parodied. This is like Meet the Spartan shit. Like you know, this what is I mean? parodied South Park, Meet the Spartans, and Dance Movie. Yeah, so I, it's so bad that it's good you know what i mean it's just it's it's so bad if this was a parody it would be the funniest fucking movie of all time (laughs) i think i think that it's so unintentionally funny and i was cracking up i give this movie points also for like uh marcus houston matching every single outfit he had with a fitted like a custom fitted hat that matched in color fucking chain shirts and then chase fitted some match the new shirt in this movie. The outfits in this. Battle. Oh, so 2000. If you didn't know when this movie was made, everything in this screams 2004. From the cell oh, phones is, to the pants to the fitted hats with like fucking. Spray painted shirt. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. She had like her own face on her t-shirt and I was just like. <laughs> the half and half Iris and Jersey iconic. You did say half this budget, half of this $8 million budget was made for what? What was it? For NBA team gear. Like it's all (laughs) just fucking jerseys and all the licensing. (laughs) It's all NBA gear. Incredible, man. We're still at a height where everybody's wearing Duke hats. (laughs) JJ Reddick. I give this movie points for being almost a time capsule too <laughs> it just truly yeah. is a time capsule, and not for nothing like the dance sequences are really compelling especially the final yeah. one when that dude's doing flips and like hanging in midair and like i was just like oh my god yeah and like spinning on like three dudes are dancing and everybody's in the background like you could tell that like three people were professional dancers and the rest were like pretty good at dancing because the three people <laughs> that were professional dancers, they would just throw out there and like spin on your head. <laughs> like, um, good. Kevin Federline was a part of this. <laughs> his best work. Like it clearly is. His best work was getting Britney Spears to marry him, but like Yeah, but he kind of shit the bed at the end of that. So mm. his his best work was the three episode character arc in One Tree Hill. What? <laughs> yeah, K- KFAT was on One Tree Hill. Of course he was. Playing like uh, His best work uh, is the song America's Most Hated. How are y'all sleeping <laughs> on this? Wow, I'm a man of many talents. I just... <laughs> One Tree Father. Hill, America's Most Hated, Britney Spears. We're having like a 2000s... Father like, of like Bukaki. eight kids. All that to say, this movie's not good. It is a D minus. This movie is very, very, very bad. Um, but I was entertained. I will say that I was thoroughly entertained throughout the entire thing. <laughs> just shocked by half of the like dialogue and thing. I don't know, man. It was just, and then when they murdered a child for no reason. <laughs> No reason at all. No reason. 
for some reason i had never put that together that like there was no need to do that like we just, we just didn't need that like, no. there are entire sections child no so other character dance crew could come back together <laughs> like like if your friendships like are l- the thing that holds them together is the death of a child like maybe don't be a saint everybody's like get the fuck out of here kid but like as soon as he yeah. dies they're like oh shit do it for little saint. saint like no, there are entire sections of this film that absolutely played no purpose. Like, you could have gotten rid of the entire we also had to deal drugs mm-hmm. portion of this movie. It would have still ended up the same thing. Because that storyline just ends. Steve yeah. Harvey comes in, he's like, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> well, like, care of it. I'm like, you couldn't have <laughs> helped them get, like, money when they did it. They didn't have to do that. In the first place, he needed him no, to no, learn no. a lesson. Steve Harvey literally just snitched, like he didn't do anything. <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, Mister Chuck, you're a cop, right? Okay, cool. I know about this drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it's fixed. It's fixed." I totally, I missed that part. I just thought once they were all like, "Yeah, we did it." I was like, "Wait, they still gotta like pay a drug dealer?" I thought, I thought it wasn't over. <laughs> No, because when they announced the 50K, I was, like, doing the math, and I was like, okay, there's, like, 10 of them. So, like, you split that, that's, like, five grand each, and, like, how do you pay a drug dealer and, like, pay his grandma and, like, maybe help his sister? I was like, this is not mathing. Like, I... (laughs) This math ain't mathing on this. No, they're not good at math, because we open up with them winning $600, and they are pumped for it. There's like 12 people on their crew. They all just made 30 bucks. Like, dude. Like, <laughs> like two y'all big were there packs. for like hours. Like. <laughs> the, the entry fee to get into this warehouse slash dance club was $30. You guys made nothing. I did. I was laughing when they were like, man, it's like three grand. And it literally was 10 people. And the one guy was like, wait, why the fuck do they get all of the money? <laughs> and they were like, shut up. Like, shut up, idiot. <laughs> Granted, the other people were putting up the money, but I just thought that was so funny. They're like, shut up, dude. Even the yeah, other guys were like, like you're right. Like, <laughs> we don't need this. And we don't need money. Fuck me, right? We just practice like for hours. And then play basketball with the rest of our free time. No jobs, no bills, <laughs> just vibes. Just baby, vibes. <laughs> just vibes. <laughs> just hitting on my best friend's sister. We we have to get into that discussion, bro. That was who is, who is the asshole between no, no. Okay, David so and Eldridge? If you haven't watched he this movie, which you tremendous. should, the whole main storyline hinges around Omarion and Marcus Houston. I got the name right this time. Um, the uh, whole storyline hinges around those two forming a dance crew, and they want to uh, get out of selling drugs. Apparently, I guess. And um, <laughs> their end goal is not clearly stated. Also, I nah, have they no sell... I... what? Say what you were about to say. I have no idea how old anyone's supposed to be in this. Yeah, because like they could be in high school. Girl... They could be thirty-eight. I have no idea. Well, the girl, the sister, is in high in school, so she's yeah. going to go to college, and she's the little sister. So I'm like, okay, these guys are like a little older at least but like how much like where we at 1920 max did you guys just chill and play basketball all day like 
what do you do? <laughs> start a family. <laughs> start a family. They battle people <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> they serve people. <laughs> serve, serve. What? There's a movie. There's an alternate movie to this where it's called "You Got Served" and it's just people serving warrants to people or jury summons. <laughs> As a dumb joke, I feel but like, like that was a. I feel like that was a reality show at some point, but I cannot think of what the name of it is. It was literally just people like serving warrants and like following process servers, divorce papers and shit. Like I, I have to look it up because that show was amazing. But yeah, like they they're like high school kids who like drop off drugs to fund their battle dance career. Yeah, I guess they're not really. <laughs> Dealing, they just pick up duffel bags and then they're they runners. Don't have a, yeah, they're they're runners <laughs> of this undisclosed drug. Could be weed, could be ketamine. It's we have no idea. Merchandise. <laughs> it is no, merchandise it's product. But it's the stuff. Uh, Omarion starts dirty macking on Marcus Houston's younger sister, um, <laughs> and. Keep in mind, at one point in time, he has the great pickup line of, damn, girl, you must walk three times a day. <laughs> I didn't care that would have worked on me. I would have been like, hey, you noticed? I Immediately, know her pants should have flown off. I Close don't. Close the circles, you know? That's basically the equivalent of, damn, girl, you shit with that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no game, and she was into it. She was... Ready. I was laughing so hard when he was like staring at her and he's like, Am I gonna kiss her? And she was like, What are you doing? And he was like, Oh. That entire storyline reminded me of like the opening of Cameron's Haymaw, where it's just a child trying to convince a woman at a club that he's an adult when he clearly isn't. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, it hinges around that, but then they he finds out Marcus used to Elgin finds out that they're dating or seeing each other and like not really even dating. They're going to one diner. Um, and that he had to borrow one money diner in LA. <laughs> right. And uh, like they filmed on three locations is what we were saying, but he's going to one diner uh, twice a week and, and seeing his sister. And um he finds out and and doesn't uh, appreciate it because he wasn't there when when Elgin uh, would well actually nearly was killed and um, moving said drugs and so that's the whole premise of this movie. Um, what I will say is that cell phones weren't reliable back in two thousand and four, so I don't really blame him. I do. Oh, you do. You think you think Omarion's the asshole. Omarion is definitely the asshole. It's not because, even close. dude, oh. like your phone is your phone's been blowing up this entire time, and you just you just don't answer, and you're out macking on my sister instead of like yeah. helping me run these drugs we agreed to run together. Like, come on, bro. What she turned off his game is that? He says that she turned off his phone. You should have yeah, been with but then, there in the first place. We got drugs agreed. to move. Nothing but then when we get to the hospital, lied to him, and then he's mm-hmm. like immediately hitting on the sister he's like oh yeah nothing's going on anyways like i'm gonna go talk to your sister <laughs> and then he's like oh yeah i also agreed to go run these drugs with you but like i'm not gonna do that either it's like this dude is just lying and then 
at the hospital when the whole crew is like, dude, this keep fucking happening. You keep ditching us for girls. And he's straight up lying to their face. He's like, no, 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 that's not what happened. That is exactly what happened. It's like, we have you- people saying this has happened with three different girls. Now your friend's in the hospital. And you're like, I can't believe he's mad at me. Like, oh, my God. I didn't mess up. This what, just what, keeps what happening. What happened? I don't understand. I, the biggest asshole in this was Amarion's braids. Um, oh. I hated those braids for some reason. I don't know what that was. I was just like, ah, he looks so much better now for some reason. He also grew up. He, he and, does look better. Yeah, he had a glow up. But um, man, I don't know. I just, I, I don't have a, I don't, I don't choose a side in this. But you are right. We were supposed to run drugs together. <laughs> well, because we the whole time, plan, bro. It is the the, the 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 trope of one more job and we'll be free. And they open up the movie with we just gotta do it one more time and we got it. And then like 20 minutes later, just one more time. And then also I'm not gonna help you run these drugs. The biggest plot hole in this movie for me is all of it? Yeah, well, is um why his grandmother would be like five thousand dollars, no problem what yeah what she's not allowed to have money right she got she got to be poor why to be a debt to do a dance my parents wouldn't give me five thousand dollars for a loan yeah it's not about having the money it's about giving the money to him like she was like this seems like a good idea i'll do it for you and your dancing sure it's not about about her having money (laughs) also that's her retirement fund dex Hey, you know, she made a bet. She lost. It happens. <laughs> we got to go backwards a little bit to get to that 5,000. First, I fucking love that they challenge the crew. Wade challenges the crew by giving them a fucking VHS. <laughs> <laughs> in, person, in person, they go to the warehouse like, hey, go home, watch this. Tell me what you think about it. And then show up the next day and then challenge them. Why did you give them a VHS? Like, no cell phone number, like, nothing. They're just like, watch this, and then, like, maybe if you're in the streets, you can get back to me. But, like, no return. Hopefully, if you're playing basketball one day, we'll find you. No aim, no MySpace. (laughs) Just vibes. (laughs) But then, so, like, they, they... when they're stupid thing and then they're like hey a bunch of white kids challenge us to a, a, a battle for five grand next week and we just got to put up our our five grand and we'll do it and everybody's bitching about the money but then they're like all right we're gonna put it in the pot and then we're gonna go practice and then the next day they get challenged like no we're doing it tonight they don't have the money they haven't practiced this is like, the dumbest is- plan of all time like imagine if you're like this is set for next week all right, cool. I'm going to go do something else. And then they're like, actually, it's happening tonight. tonight. I'm so pissed. I'd be like, I didn't do laundry. Like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I don't have my Rashid Wallace Blazers jersey ready. <laughs> God damn it. My lucky blazer. Jesus Christ. I just, I just want to talk about the fact that these two white kids thought of the most convoluted way to scam people out of $5,000. We're going to convince your best friend to tell us all your dance moves in a week. 
There's well, got to like, be an easier way to make $5,000 off. This of is gentrification. Bro, like, this is gentrification. <laughs> I just want to know, okay, plot line wise, right? Because they get the tape and they're like, hey, $5,000. We're going to do this dance off. Then they tell the crew and the guy from the crew is pissed. He's like, what the heck? Where's my money? And then he betrays him and goes to the other crew. What was the white kids crew? Like, what was their plan before they had the dance moves? Like, were they just going to like... <laughs> Yeah. They were gonna get served. <laughs> they were gonna get like served. they really like had all that confidence to be like, you know what? We're gonna make a VHS tape. We're gonna send it out, and then cross our fingers, and then <laughs> hope somebody gets pissed and shows us their stolen dance moves. Because hope to God that another person joins our crew. Because I swear to God, <laughs> right now, Brian, we are not ready. You got it. We're bluffing so hard. Like. <laughs> Uh, um, you know what? This is why we need my passion project, the You Got Served sequel or prequel, where you find out that Sonny was planted by those white kids a long time ago into the crew. And it's, the movie is all about how Sonny infiltrates Elgin and David's uh, little crew and that he like hits on the like gets the sister to like want to be with omarion and then he ditches the crew sets the whole thing off fills all the plot holes my shit is like the rogue one of you guys served good lord (laughs) omarion shows up at the end with a lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) that fucking served (laughs) close the door served served Um, here's my absolute fucking favorite fact about this movie the two white guys Wade and Max were originally written as one character and then for some reason in the middle of production they decided to make it two for no goddamn reason it should be basically (laughs) it's like it's like the lead singer of some 41's talking about like like, yeah fuck y'all and then the background guy's like yeah, fuck y'all. <laughs> it, he is the love child of Derek Wibley from Sub 41 and Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Sugar Gay. Sorry. <laughs> and then Guy, Guy Fieri's hair. He looks like the lead singer of Sub 41. It's incredible. Go back <laughs> go back and look at mid-2000s Sub 41. Uh, we also need an origin story for that guy, like just being this white kid with the frosted tips in Oakland, like he lives in Bever- all the hip hop dance battles. Yeah, he drives forty five minutes. He lives in Beverly Hills. <laughs> he drives that black Mustang. You know he has very big. My dad's a lawyer. Energy. He can't I fucking love Eminem, bro. The Slim Shady LP is the greatest album of all time. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever heard of NWA? <laughs> and Dr. Dre said. <laughs> I don't know, man. This movie is a fucking trip. I like just the the capsule of exactly where we were in 2004. <laughs> Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it is truly a happier time. Was it though? There's- Middle of the Iraq war and people are just like, you got served. (laughs) I was a much happier person in 2004. You were nine. (laughs) You were nine. The facts are the facts. I don't don't know what to tell you. So here's my question. So Sonny betrays them. He 
He Judas's them, kills Jesus right in front of their eyes. They only have one dance move. Right, and it all involves they only, <laughs> they only have this one dance that the routine is stolen. They just stole the ideas from Bring It On. Like, we only have one routine, and if we don't have the routine, we're out. We're screwed. I mean, they did have to get this on short turnaround because, like, they moved the battle up that night. They were like, all right, we got Sonny. We're going to fuck him up right now. We're not going to let him add no more shit. We're doing all the shit that they got right the fuck now. Shout out to, to, shout out to that, that crew. Shout out to that crew for being like, we're going to learn this in a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually should have won because that is a dedication. Up till 3 a.m. Mom, I'm crunking. <laughs> There's a... There's a lot of proto twerking in here, like a lot. But they just they, they imagine kind of, like trying to bring people into this scam. Like like we said, this is the most <laughs> convoluted way to scam people out of five thousand dollars. But like, imagine trying bro, to explain it to other people so they can be a part. Of it. Bro, your see dad this owns a like Ford. Like they really like Sunny just fell into their laps. Like without that, they had nothing. How did they convince so many people to sign on? Wade's Guys, dad we're good, clearly, I swear to God. Wade's dad clearly owns a Ford dealership. That 5000 is not for him. He doesn't need that. I want to see this movie, but with like pure, like like a tum- fit tummy tea pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> now we're competing for Cadillacs. <laughs> Dave's sending out, hey boss bitches, text. <laughs> Um, she left Arbon for Monet. Oh no! <laughs> I can get your five thousand dollars in just two weeks if you follow my twelve-step program. And you can earn it all on your phone. Oh my god! Um, you are your own boss. I don't know why I wrote this down, but the white person equivalent to this movie is just Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the dance scenes are the riff off. Yeah, basically. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Um, let's see. But Pitch Perfect got two sequels. That's fucked up. I think this got a sequel. This <laughs> got a sequel, yeah. I think it did. But I will say this did spawn better movies, like Step Up. Which I mean, I don't know how much better of a movie that is, but things like that. So <laughs> have we have we brought up that this is. A ripoff of Breaking. What? The, uh, this movie's storyline is basically a ripoff of the 1984 movie Breaking, which nobody knows, but everybody knows the sequel, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Electric oh. Yeah. Um, I'm not making that up. That's where that comes really? from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Electric Boogaloo really comes from a movie. Okay, we got to talk about it. Omarion's a bad actor, man. They're all bad actors. Yeah, yeah it's like as opposed to <laughs> no. Well, I I think that I think that Megan Good actually is pre- selling it pretty well as beautiful with two L's. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Um, this is a movie where Steve Harvey is the veteran, right? <laughs> Comedian Steve Harvey is flexing his acting chops in this movie. <laughs> It's like he saw every Rocky movie and was like, whatever Sylvester Stallone is wearing, I have to wear that in this. Except for his jacket at the very end, which was tight with every Eastern Conference basketball team on the shoulder. (laughs) 
I told but you, yet, bro, NBA gear was half the budget. But yet is wearing an unbranded baseball hat. He's wearing the Tony Romo. Uh, he's wearing the Tony Romo blank blue hat. <laughs> no, I, Omarion's just not good in this movie, man. Like, he's a great dancer. Like, he's just like, what? No, I swear I wasn't with your sister. Okay, it man, can we awful. do that one more time, Amarion, please? <laughs> okay, but can we also talk about, at the end, right, like, David's team gets cut, so why... Oh, were they allowed to join? <laughs> why why would they want them to join? Like, It's, hey, <laughs> it's the streets. Lil' Kim said this 18 times. It's the street rules now. <laughs> yeah. like, What'd she say? Make it real street. <laughs> like, like what? Straight up. hood. Because they, like, they had Oscar, and they had like, like those were real pulls. But then they're like, "Hey, this guy fucking lost." Like, let's. Bring <laughs> because you are gonna win, win without the power of friendship. <laughs> we can't win without somebody who was at least sixth place, if not further down. Like, <laughs> just like, okay. We got the wild card here. Would also, they have won the battle if not for that one move where Omarion like jumps into like six dudes and they carry him like Paul Bear? Use, <laughs> use him as a battering ram. Uh, we needed that. That one move. We're, we're talking about a, a crew that won a battle at the very first battle of the movie by fake fingering a girl and then showing his fan to his crew in which they all said it smelled. That is their wedding move. Wow, I missed that. <laughs> I wrote yeah. that, bro. I wrote a, that's the pussy the stag maneuver first... is wild. <laughs> the pussy stag maneuver. He does. Oh. I don't. I don't remember who it is, but he goes over fake figures the head girl of the opposing squad, and then just goes back to his squad, shows his figure, and they all say it stinks. That's how they win. That's how they win. They pass out. <laughs> That is how they win six hundred dollars in a dance competition. Listen, if I was in a dance crew and somebody came up to me, I would pass away. We're dead. Here. You got served. It's over. I will say, like the next dance battle where they make him into a mannequin just so he could flip off the other crew was actually kind of badass. What did you say? Put on my favorite move in this movie. That's such a good move. The him flipping on his chest though, Dex. You have like a whole bit about this now. Dude, like you, so at the end of the first battle, the way that they win it, like it's like no question, okay, it's over now. Omarion is like one on one battling with this other unnamed person from the other crew and like does a backflip across that dude's chest. And like <laughs> after after that happens to you, like you have no other recourse but to go to the car and get your gun. Like <laughs> gunplay is the only option at this point. Somebody has to die tonight. Um, so apparently that one-on-one battle was not in the script. And Omarion and that dude were actually in a fight. What? Like they they actually were they were they actually just kept rolling for some reason. Like Omari was just did that backflip. Was not choreographed. Like actually did that backflip. That's the <laughs> best. That's the best movie trivia I've ever heard. Ever. They were just like, nah, fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm gonna backflip. Like they just kept battling. Rolling like 
no, no, no. This is good. Good. Let him let him fight. Like, let him do it. <laughs> so apparently to keep tensions up, like Omari's crew in pre-pro like uh, learned all the choreography of one dance place and it, everybody else in the cast went to another studio to learn their stuff and apparently they built beef off of whose studio was better so by the time it came to actually filming they actually hated each other i love this even more now <laughs> it's like when leo dicaprio broke the glass and like his hand was bleeding has nothing on Omarion being like I'm gonna do a fucking backflip I hope that yeah I hope that god they're still rolling uh, like imagine him just like kicking that dude in the face <laughs> like, trying to do this yeah. backflip. Like, how do you know this shit's going to work bro <laughs> also had to land it too yeah but also, what's hilarious like, to me I know is- it's probably not shot in order but like that couldn't have been like the last day of shooting, you know. Like this no, dude, that's... like you know what? I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna see what happens. He might fuck up my face. Might... <laughs> <laughs> Stop production for two weeks. Fuck it, we ball. Like, <laughs> just why? Good lord. All right. Um, yeah, I I got a couple of notes here, but uh, Elgin Barrett, Eugene Smith the third. <laughs> Incredible. They had to make three of those. You, <laughs> how could you not? They said, this is so good. We're going to do it again and again. Yeah. What you- going, <laughs> play, playing against David. David, yeah. <laughs> David. David. That's oh, I, I did write down, I did write down, uh, those two white guys, they're fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real cruel intention situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. There big sexual big sexual tension between those two. Uh that being said, there's a lot of homoeroticism between Elgin and David too. Man, I like your dance. The, I like your dance move. <laughs> Especially the first we time when kiss, they kiss. What? <laughs> Especially the first time when they go to the, the, the drug dealer's like restaurant for some reason. He works at a restaurant. But like, there's a lot of long pauses before they go into there. Just like gazing in each other's eyes, like. Just one last do, time. You said that the last be... time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's see. I, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I was like, they jumped the fuck out of that guy when he was hitting on Omar, when Omarion was hitting on his sister. I just like, oh my God. Fuck uh, him up. And then, okay, like the, my favorite part of that scene is that when Omarion like finally like finds out that uh, Elgin's in the hospital, he goes, tell him to sit tight. Bro, he's in the <laughs> fucking hospital. <laughs> broken leg too like not even just like oh you know he's all right like where is this man going oh god i I didn't even notice that (laughs) who wrote dude (laughs) tell him to sit tight bitch if you you don't (laughs) also he healed very fast i don't know what the timeline is he is in a boot to like playing ball and dancing in like no time I was like, I saw you on crutches. Like, 
He's doing sit-ups in his house. My foot is healed. What? <laughs> He's doing physical therapy by watching Tybo videos at the house. You're <laughs> uh, good. No medical insurance. No physical therapy. Just vibes. Just vibes. Um, One of my favorite lines in this was like, uh, uh, when, was it, what was it? What was her name? The sister's name? Leah. Lydia. Leah. 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 Lydia. Lydia. I don't know where I heard that. Wrong movie. <laughs> yeah. When when she was like, uh, you think I like you or something? Because I do. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> there, like no chemistry. They were like staring at each other at the diner and then they just start like making out at like 3 p.m. in a diner. You're like, all right. <laughs> Is this allowed? There's a there's a crack addict over there. I just want coffee. Why are those teenagers making out? Can I please get a waffle? Um, going back like two steps, he gets jumped. Like he gets jump, jump. Like he is on the floor. They are kicking him. When they cut to him in the hospital, he has like the chingy one band aid on his face, but otherwise it looks fine. Like. <laughs> Like these guys didn't like knew the rules. Like, hey, you could you could beat the shit out of him everywhere else. Break his leg. Don't go for the face. Never go for the face. It's the money maker. Him <laughs> <laughs> being kidnapped by that drug dealer to say that like you need money was the funniest thing in this fucking movie. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to limp away from the kidnapping. He gets the 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 frame is like the he's walking. And the car pulls up and it pulls right up to the edge of the frame. And the guy gets out, this this big bouncer type guy gets out, a bodyguard gets out, and he go, he looks back and then he runs to camera and is like, no. And he, like you can tell that he knew that he didn't have much further to go. And I went the wrong way. Yeah. And he runs out of time and the guy just like grabs him and is like, get in the car. And like we didn't mark this, but that'll do. Like that's yeah. fine. And then he's just, then he gets in the car and he's like, "Dang it, I'm now kidnapped." <laughs> I, like, I I was gonna call you. It's like <laughs> yeah. I just was laughing so hard because he didn't get. He tries to limp away, but he limps away directly into camera. Um, is like literally like as soon as his grandma pulls off, these guys pull in, and I'm like. If this girl used her rear view, she would have just seen her like grandson getting kidnapped. Like, <laughs> like turn the car around, call somebody. Man, awareness level zero. Yep, as we often say on this podcast. I'm like, she should not be driving. Like, <laughs> um, let's see. What were, were you gonna say, something, Jake? This guy is a drug dealer. He's clearly pushing a lot of product. He can't buy a a, a fitted suit. Nah, 2004. 2004 NBA draft. Go look at that photo. <laughs> Those buttons are holding on for dear life. Have y'all seen that photo? Uh-uh. Every okay, suit in 2004 looked like Donald Trump suits in 2020. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it is the least intimidating because when they go into his like little bar restaurant thing over like for the first deal and they first meet this Marcellus Wallace knockoff, he that suit just looks so bad on him. <laughs> oh no, it's not 2004. I think it's 2000 and 
<sighs> Hold on. Where is that photo? I can send y'all the one that has Kim Kardashian photoshopped into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. It's the um it's a 2003 NBA draft photo. <laughs> Hold on one second. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm just looking up 2003 NBA draft. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Hold on. I'm going to share is, the screen. This is incredible. I'm going to share the screen real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so me. Oh. Well, okay, here we go. So uh, <laughs> this was the draft fashion in uh, <laughs> this is incredible. 2003 NBA draft. Look at fucking Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> like LeBron James, like he had, okay, like a little awareness. Dwayne Wade, good Lord. Kirk Heinrich, what? If you had... Looking at this picture, if you had to pick one of these people to become like one of the like three greatest NBA players of all time, it's obviously LeBron. Just like looking at the suit, like, <laughs> you can just tell. You know, if one of these people is destined for greatness, it's the one in the all white suit. Like, <laughs> like this dude right here, at least put a put a suit that fit. But good lord, what is going on? Like, also, look at- on top of being insanely baggy, can we talk about how like everybody's pants are like? Three inches too long, at least. They're stepping on the back of their pants. Yeah, it's it's that high school look of like where you ripped off the back of your pants. <laughs> Wait, hold you, on. What is the one that? <laughs> this reminds me of. <laughs> so, like when I <laughs> when I played football, every in, in school, like every game day, we had to wear suits, you know, to show solidarity for team and be dressed up or whatever. That's what that reminds me of. All these like middle schoolers in suits. Like, like, this is my funeral suit. My mom bought it two sizes yeah. too big so that I this can is... wear it for the next five years. My um, dad tied this tie for me. If it gets undone, <laughs> coach is going to be pissed. I don't know how to put this back together. Redo it. <laughs> Standing at your grandparents' funeral. My mom said I would grow into it. <laughs> Why she bought brown, I don't know. Okay, guys, we've we've done we've gone too long on this podcast without men- like talking about in detail Omarion and Marcus Houston having a fucking virtual battle in the ring. <laughs> All right, this is where we end by the Black Eyed Peas. This is where we end the this review on this podcast. I said some of this thing was some of the funniest, the hardest. I've ever laughed on my own was when they're training in front of the mirrors and whatnot. And then all of us out of nowhere, both dudes shirtless are dancing in the rain by themselves. <laughs> Y'all keep practicing. I gotta go. I gotta go get some stuff done. <laughs> it's honestly like, Whenever it rains in LA, all of LA Twitter like freaks out about it raining all of a sudden. So like it makes sense that it was storming in LA that day, and they were like, "I'm getting the fuck outside into this shit right now." <laughs> and I have toxic some emotions ass, to work out. Toxic <laughs> ass water, like flesh-eating like. <laughs> bacteria. They're like, "No, I gotta work this out." 
it's incredible. If you haven't ever seen that movie, just all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, rain. All right, dancing in it. It's all right. literally like they're doing a training montage, like I mentioned, like I keep mentioning, to Anxiety by the Black Eyed Peas. And then lightning strikes and it flash cuts to them both dancing in the rain. Just fucking crumping by themselves. In like a fucking alley or something. Which like, is actually probably the same alley, just like shot from a different just angle. Just like on the two ends of the alley, like. Oh, hey, man, you crumping? Yeah, I'm crumping. Raining, right? Yeah, it is. But uh, also, imagine being outside going through emotions. You're like, you, you know, in a rivalry now with your your friend of, I don't know, several years. Um, you're preparing for the biggest battle you've ever been in in your life. You're trying to win $50,000. It's raining. And you are in like the most fabric <laughs> that's like allowed by law. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have on the backiest clothes you can imagine, just going hard in the pouring rain. It weighs like an extra 30 pounds. It has been established that they're also wearing like three layers of pants because in a dance battle before, an opposing crew's yeah. movie was to pants them and immediately as they pants them there's another set of pants under those pants yeah i was like nobody is wearing underwear like this is just like backup pants like they were ready it's for when you gotta go hoop after your dance battle you gotta stay ready when you got a dance battle at seven but you gotta go hoop at eight you know but it's like he's wearing breakaway pants under breakaway pants in case he's got to break away twice it's like that old James Probably Harden got a matching fitted for both. It's like that old James Harden commercial. I don't know if you ever saw it where like they some mustard gets on his beard and he just rips off just his beard and it's, it's another beard. <laughs> oh my god. The I mean, you didn't live in the mid 2000s if you didn't know several people including yourself that had basketball shorts under their jeans. Yeah. We did that like every day in high school. Like that was just how we wore pants. Just just steamy. Just hot as shit. You know. In Texas. It's just hot. So instead of, you know, wearing shorts, it's hot. I'm gonna wear extra pants. I miss that by like that much. I miss that by that much. Then it was but if I was wearing shorts, then I was wearing like basketball shorts under my like knee length like cargo shorts but oh i also God. had on elite socks with my spare <laughs> <laughs> vision oh oh my god that just took me back <laughs> oh things that are you don't want to remember um final dance and some battle. days when i needed to be extra cozy i would have on like these like cheap ass moccasins from Academy that I wore with every fucking day. <laughs> that were like eight dollars. <laughs> I, I, I had those. like a shit ton time. of those that I destroyed a Baylor. <laughs> oh shit. Uh half of the final winnings are are going to California taxes, so they really only got about like twenty thousand dollars. There is no way in good hell that MTV sponsored this. There's right. no way. <laughs> The final dance battle is sponsored by MTV. It's loosely implicated. It's never like, it's not shown on like a TRL situation. 
but there is no way MTV is sponsoring this and immediately going, it's a tie. We had to do another battle. But Lil Kim is the like catalyst to step in and be like, I got this. <laughs> do it Lil, again. I will say, Lil Kim like saw that there was like a little situation at the judges' table, and she was like, Oh no, 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 we gotta fix this shit. We <laughs> like, to the before it was even announced. Y'all couldn't have been like, oh damn, like the numbers, they tied. All right, we're just gonna pick that one over there. Like you really had to like do that. Knowing a fight was about to like fifty thousand dollars a spot in Lil Kim's new music video, and then eventually you show up on America's Got Talent in two thousand and nineteen, <laughs> and then be Olympians. They get to be Olympians now. Oh, oh yeah! Shout out! All right, do we have a twenty twenty four? Oh, here I can make it really quick. Do we have a Vamp. draft order? Vamp. Do we have any more? notes just that beautiful is low-key an amazing friend um she did a whole lot for leah in this movie and like gassed her up when she needed it so shout out to beautiful megan good still got it um i'm gonna pause real quick yeah i'll be right back all right did you just pull out a monster at midnight this is a black cherry, oh. truly hard seltzer because it was like a monster for a second. I was like, this guy. <laughs> um, I need some of those. It is Sarah Jake Royden Dex. All right. Shout out to our sponsor, random.org. You guys keep us alive. All right. So the uh, draft is movies you would have seen on cable TV from 2000 to 2005. Uh, that you would have watched. Now, that doesn't mean that the movie necessarily came out in 2000 to 2005. It's, so just, it's just movies that you would have watched when you got home from school, a little tired from 2000 to 2005. Although, Dex, or not Dex, uh, Jake was coming back from his job at the coal mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point in time, I was already a high school graduate, had two kids. Mm hmm. A mortgage. It was cool. Sarah, what is your cable movie that came on <laughs> between 2000 and 2005? Um, overall pick? My overall pick. Um, I'm going to have to start with a classic. The classic that is Mean Girls. Ooh. Yeah. That was yeah. on a lot. Just because it literally played so much and i watched it every single time every single time so you know top tier i don't know yeah, why I, was, I, always... I was gonna pick that one if it made it to me but obviously that like when i got the fourth pick that was not gonna make it to me i always came into that movie for when the like the girls were freaking out in the hallway like that's when they were all getting in fights that's when i came into that movie oh Honestly, i don't know why they all deserved awards for that because <laughs> yeah he had to brawl like on all fours, like screech like monkeys, like a whole cinematic masterpiece. Like they really Still give you drama. Like shit. All right. All I think right. of Tim Meadows screaming immediately all the time. I want to use that voice so bad. <laughs> immediately, immediately. He's great in that movie. Um, <laughs> is it Jake? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You're after me. Um, 
I'm so happy I get to pick this. This movie came out when I was 12 years old. Your boy was in sixth grade. He just got to beginner band. He was a percussionist. What movie drops? Oh, no. It's the Nick Cannon banger. Oh, no. It's Drumline. Damn, you just sniped uh, a pick from Dex. Killing me. You, <laughs> Dex is over you. You don't understand. So that movie, I, uh, that when that movie dropped, like I think I was in sixth grade in beginner band. It was around that time because I remember being in middle school, and it was it was everything to us. Like I remember kids like downloading the sheet music to all the snare solos and trying to do it, even though it's actual gibberish. It is it is a great movie. Orlando Jones is in that for no goddamn reason. It's so good. <laughs> I fucking love drumline. We were going to do a drumline episode. I think we still will do a drumline episode eventually. At what point in time, Morris Brown, the band, brings out Petey Pablo? Petey Pablo! <laughs> and they just play with him. And that's how they get into first place. Is Petey Pablo Everybody happy. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie bangs so hard. Uh, movies that came on between 2000 and 2005 on cable TV. My first overall pick. Um, it is on literally all the time on AMC. It didn't come out in the 2000s, but it was literally it's on. To, Armageddon is on yes. every day. Is on every day, and I don't think I've ever watched Armageddon all the way through. You know. I, I, I have seen it in bits and pieces 28 times. Is Armageddon the one where they like send drillers to an asteroid or something like that? Is that that movie? Yeah, which if okay. you haven't heard Ben Affleck talk about why would something you, to James Cameron. Yeah, why would you send drillers Shut to, up. The, to the asteroid instead of send, instead of teaching literal astronauts sure, how, to how to drill and uh yeah, Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is that's all, all literally all I know about that movie is that, that it is happened. always forgotten that Owen Wilson is in that for no reason. He wears a cowboy hat in space. And their uh, their whole goal is to not pay taxes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they're like, we'll do it. We don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, like the alternative is you don't pay taxes or all of life on earth is destroyed. Like, they could give a fuck. Um, and then Bruce Willis just, just is the last role he ever cared about. Um, yeah. So my first pick Armageddon. All right, Dex, go for it. Get that back to back. Yeah. So uh, y'all snatched my first two picks <laughs> with the first two picks. But um, for for these back to backs, I'm gonna go with movies that I feel like are still on cable TV from time to time, or, or at least like pop up in like my recommendations all the time, like on Hulu or whatever. Um, uh, so first, School of Rock, another Fuck! like DVD Shit! that I ran into the ground. Banger. Uh, Jack Black was in his fucking bag. Uh, pretty much any movie like with music in it that comes on on TV, it's like yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch that shit. <laughs> And the kids were actually kind of jamming. So I've always loved School of Rock, and I still do to this day. It holds up, actually. We got to eventually review that. That's one of my favorite movies, like, of my shot. Like, it's... Didn't, like, the guitarist get in trouble? Like, wasn't he, like... He went to 
to jail for stealing yeah. guitars. guitars. Yeah. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Hell yeah. <laughs> but the, the legend, legend of the is very hardcore. It was way hardcore. All right, second pick. Oh. Uh, so this one is another like kind of kitty one, but still great. Princess Diaries and Hathaway yeah. banger. <laughs> I. And that was also a DVD cart like uh, Ooh, banger in school for substitute teachers. So I've I've seen Princess Diaries a lot in my life also, and I I just love that movie. Shout out to Princess Mia, the god, the goat. You're <laughs> so dirty with that. <laughs> um, she that movie has no right being as charmful charming as it is. <laughs> Zero right being it's as adorable. Charming. Like Judy Dench giving like a really heartfelt performance. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Um, my second pick is uh, along those lines, though, as uh, Legally Blonde. Yes. Oh, that's a great mm-hmm. pick. Uh, the Trump speech pick. that 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 <laughs> literally <laughs> literally copied Legally Blonde. Um, so that movie lives on to this day. Uh, I do love how it was like everybody thought, you know. Reese Witherspoon was sort of this teen idol, bad drama sort of person. And then she reels off and does that. And then all of a sudden was like America's sweetheart loved by literally everyone. And I think that's one of the most that it, it, there's no, nothing to back me up here. That's one of the most quoted movies. I feel like in sorority girls profiles uh, of all time. It's up there. Yeah, it's way up there. In sorority girls and by me <laughs> talking to my older sister. Because she's right in that Luke, generation. Luke Wilson mm, looks beautiful in that movie. <laughs> ah, all right. Jake. Um Remember the Titans. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Movies all always on ABC Family. Always. The movie cured racism in 2000. There's not been racism it since. It ended it, yeah. Life has been ended it. <laughs> it's over. Remember the Titans dropped a movie not based in any reality whatsoever. Fixed racism. Thank you. Literally movie. not accurate. The least accurate movie. At <laughs> all time. Again, like, I, I point this out every time I talk about this movie. Coach Boone enters the state championship with a banana in his pocket through all four quarters just so he can make that <laughs> dude sad. To God, they don't fuck around and lose <laughs> oh that'd be so good makes them run like 30 miles so they can get to um it's a reason i know how many feet are in a mile <laughs> that movie that, i'm not kidding five thousand something something like five thousand two hundred and eighty feet you pick this ball up you run every run of them oh you're killing me Petey. <laughs> a young Ryan Gosling of sunshine? Absolute no, no, he wasn't sunshine, but he was a cornerback and he was an absolute liability in pass coverage. <laughs> oh wait, no, Sunshine was some other dude. Who was Sunshine? Ronnie Bass. But he was a yeah, he, he hadn't been in anything since. Uh Sarah. Two um, picks. Coach Boone. Two picks. Okay, so something that um that also comes on all the fucking time, even even now, is 
the day after tomorrow. Hell yes. Oh yes. Hell oh, yes. Yes. That movie, I I've seen it so many times, and every single time was on TV. Like every <laughs> single time. Yep. yep. What a pick. Oh, to that right out of the wire. That was also substitute teacher, DVD cart banker. They're like, this is fake history. This is good enough. Like, so that that came out my freshman year in high school. And in freshman year debate, I had to defend that movie as a like a credible source for global warming. Oh, I, I think I, I, I'm gonna see on it. I think at one point in time they make wolves a primary antagonist, as if like half the world didn't freeze over is bad enough. Now Holy Jake Gyllenhaal shit. gets chased down by wolves. That movie, that movie made so much fucking money. <laughs> made five hundred and fifty million dollars. It was Jesus. man. Dennis Quaid is a box office success. <laughs> That's the recipe. Yeah, a very young Jake Gyllenhaal too, which is crazy to think about now. He's just like a prestige actor, but he's in a Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's that's an incredible. I love that pick. Go ahead, second pick. That was a great pick. Um, second pick is Forrest Gump. Ah, oh. it's my favorite movie. It's a good one. Yeah, that was like Sunday TBS or TNT. That movie is five hours long on TNT. <laughs> and they always try to sell it to you as limited commercials. I'm like, limited? It's like when they would late at night play the Saving Private Ryan director's cut with like, oh, whether they wouldn't bleep out the F words. Like, how do they get away with that? But it starts at nine, ends at four yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I uh, love Forrest Gump. If people have problems with that movie. Fuck you. Sorry. I love that movie. In high school, the teacher got lazy in like my history class and she played that movie. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. It kind of touches on all the major events. Um, Just <laughs> not that didn't happen. And it took a whole week to watch because it's so fucking long. <laughs> so long. It's literally five class periods worth of movie. God, man. <laughs> I think I ruined your roommate's robe. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> was that a was that a Irish? I don't know. Was that a British horse <laughs> gump? British. Oh, that'd be a great movie. Oh. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jesus, horse gump. All right, go ahead, Jake. Uh, shit, I wrote it down. Oh, The Matrix. Yeah, that's on TNT every week. That was on. That was like the FX movie for me, especially when they used to do like FX DVD like commentary. So instead of commercials, DVD on TV. They, would, they would go to like those two terrible actors that are like behind the scenes when they did the slow motion camera. This is how they did it. When you sent me that dinner in a movie thing, I was stunned. I hadn't like. <laughs> I was like, it felt like I dreamed that. Yeah, like, was, I know that it's something that you know that you'd seen. That was a Friday night staple with my mom when I was growing up. It was dinner and a movie. And it's because they would only play like Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. <laughs> Just on, on back to back to back to back. Oh, man. Um, my, my third pick 
is uh, the Patriot. Oh, oh! Have I told y'all my story about the first, the first and only time that I ever watched that movie? Was it a TV cart movie? That yeah, yes. that is that is a strong pre-AP history teacher that checked out movie. But you had to sign exactly. a waiver, right? We had oh, to yeah. sign the waiver so that we could watch it in class because it was like seventh or eighth grade. I don't remember which one is U.S. history, but like it was seventh or eighth grade. And so we had to sign a waiver that like we were going to watch this like rated R movie in class, but it was educational. So like we really like should be doing this, blah, blah, blah. There was like a couple of kids who like couldn't get their parents signed the waiver or whatever. So they had to like go, go to some other classroom <laughs> while we were watching this movie. And our teacher, Mr. Reeves, I'll never forget him. He gave us this like very serious talk about like how we were going to watch this like graphic movie and it might like scare some of us because we're children, you know, so we have to like like just be prepared for some of the violence that we're going to see in this movie and then some dude gets his leg blown off with a cannonball oh yeah so he rewinds it and shows it to us again and again and again and is commentating it to us like he's fucking tony romo like just breaking down an nfl play like, meanwhile every kid's like yeah <laughs> I know do it again do it again you're like all right kids listen up see that imagine that thousands of times that dude that that leg got taken serious. off was 16 <laughs> apparently not even that oh War is very ugly and very is- bloody i am a veteran myself like this is very serious like I, <laughs> you're gonna see some traumatizing shit look at this dude's fucking leg <laughs> What's wild about that scene is that cannonball bounces too. It hits the it ground, hits a dude bounces, and, and then takes out that dude's leg. It takes off a dude's head, right? Because they have a camera yeah, shot where the yeah, dude a, like goes, "What?" and it like hits him right in the face. <laughs> and then it it has the audacity to pan back to Mel Gibson where he's like, "Yeah, this this battle was lost before it even started." Like that oh, movie. This- that movie is fucking violent. It's so violent that on TNT, when he's chopping the dude to bits with a machete, that they make it look like mud instead of blood. Oh, that movie yeah. fucking is woo. wildly interactive. Mr. Um, had us just fucking love it every second. <laughs> shout out to my intro. Is also, to- not an accurate histori- uh, history. Movie. No wildly inaccurate none of it is true at all like the closest they came is the there was a dude named cornwallis yeah the closest they ever came to is like at the end at the battle of yorktown he sent his like second in command to surrender that is the only accurate portion of it uh what were you Uh, gonna say sorry uh, in your in my intro to film class at Baylor, uh, we had to one of our assignments was to take like an already existing film and recut it into a trailer of a different film and I turned the Patriot into a heist film. Oh shit. <laughs> it kind of worked. <laughs> oh, I think I still have mine that I did. I did a uh, source code into a um into a sad romance movie. Oh, is that the one where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal lives the same yeah. day over and over again? I yeah. remember that. I did yeah. source code as a as a with a Mad World by Gary Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all I did was uh, do um, Booker T's Green Onions, which is in every heist film, and then basically just ran three minutes of the movie. It's like, this is my trailer. I, I like that project. I made a 98 on that project. That was Because funny. the TA liked me. Um, 
Dex, final two picks. Okay. Before I make my picks, I just like to point out that I was the only person who did not take a film class at Baylor on this podcast. And that's probably why I fucking love you guys served. <laughs> so <laughs> it checks out. Why you at Baylor just to be like, this movie fucking sucked. $200,000 to talk via Zoom and be like, you got served a movie from 2004 that nobody watched. Stinks! <laughs> hey, guys. But Michael Brandt, Derek Hass, Taken. Or not Taken, Wanted. So I, I don't know what else you want from me. Also a movie that could be on this list. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God, it really could. All right. All right final so two my picks. final two picks. Um... Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Fuck! Damn, great pick. Incredible <laughs> yeah. pick. I totally pick. forgot Johnny about that. Depp Damn. Was made for that shit. Like, they did it too long. They extended it for way too long. Oh, Almost too much. Yeah. Movies as there are. Almost too much. But, yeah. But like, that movie, that movie bangs. And like, it has no right to be that good. It's based off a fucking Disney ride. Like, the oh, fuck? it's so good. <laughs> I, I remember watching that movie in theaters because my mom got her purse stolen while my dad and my brother were just like having the time of our life watching that movie in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> good for nothing, a lot of you. Yeah, we came out, we were like, that movie was great. I had my credit card stolen. What? You're like, mm -hmm. okay. Oh. All right, I guess we got to go do that now. Anyway. <laughs> it was the pirates. Funny. Not so exciting in real life. <laughs> but Johnny Depp! Anyway. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush, for God knows what reason, signed on for that. Best start believe That's my favorite movie, or my favorite meme right now. You best start believing in blank blank. You're in one. <laughs> anyway. I know so many people that discover their sexuality through Keira Knightley in that film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Final pick is Bring It On. Oh, yeah. Great pick. I can't, I, I can't pick You Got Served, so I got to pick another battle movie. <laughs> <laughs> but Bring It On is iconic. Uh, the movie is iconic. The musical is iconic. I just, I just love all things Bring It On. So that was a great pick. That was a good pick. Um, my final pick. I was gonna go with The Notebook, maybe, but I'm gonna go with one that played on fx every weekend after it got on cable i robot with will smith <laughs> yeah. oh, oh i thought about that shit. movie in decades that movie's so good i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not good when you go back there's so many holes but it's like, not good <laughs> it's not good but like it's, but it's so entertaining and you have like a young shia labeouf like sort of starting to come out of the even Steven shell. He says like something like mother damn. Oh, and I don't remember what year that was. 2004. I, 2004. Yeah. That movie came out like either right before or right after my birthday. So like me, my dad and a couple of my friends from like, I don't know. I was in fourth grade at that point. So yeah, from daycare, like, we went to go see iRobot for my birthday and it was the fucking dopest birthday ever. We're having the fucking time of our lives. I will say the motion capture in that movie still does hold up really, really well with um, What's-His-Face is Sonny. Um, hold on. I, I'm going to get his name. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk is, uh, as, as Sonny. I think it's J James Cromwell's in that fucking movie. Anyway. Um, 
Alan yeah. Tudyk. Tudyk. I don't know how to say his Tudyk. last name. I think it's Tudyk. A man everybody believes is in British. their heart, a heart is British. Dude was born in El Paso. My favorite video of him is him doing the voice of of the chicken from Moana and going like, bok, bok, bok. and then he looks in the camera and is like, I went to fucking Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder, like, did his agent pitch him that? Like, were they like, okay, here's, you know, 20K, 100K for like making bok bok noises into a microphone? Dude, it's all about work. It's all about work. But man, Will Smith could be on this on this list a lot if we extended oh. it a couple of years because Hancock, I am legend. Uh-huh. Men oh, I, Black- don't think, I don't think we're actually playing by the rules we set forward. No, but like it's just one of those things where he he is in some prime cable movies, especially if you want to go back a few years. Independence Day is top tier. Top tier. Of the, top tier. But I got to go with iRobot because I think I've watched that movie 11 times on <laughs> FX or TNZ. Jake, final pick. All right. I have no regrets about this choice. This is a movie I think about constantly. It's a movie that showed up on Comedy Central nonstop because its lead actor was the greatest comedian of the 2000s. I'm taking Employee of the Month with Dane Cook. Fuck yes! Yes! (laughs) Yes, we have come full circle on this podcast. (laughs) That is a movie I think about six times a day. I think about their kick-ass fort that they have in the rafters. It made wanting to be a Walmart retail employee look fun for like two seconds, which is like the best thing about that movie. Every time I go to Costco, I'm like, I could have done this. I could have been Dane Cook in this movie. Dream big. Also, we live in a world where like Jessica Simpson and Dak Shepard, who's also a good looking dude, works at Sam's Club. At Sam's Club. It's like the three hottest people. Work at Sam's Club. Maintaining. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I worked at Walmart, there was some baddies up in there, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a lot of like older people, but like those of us who were just there for the summer, like, hey, it was it was no Abercrombie, but like, it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> just here for the paycheck sort of vibes. I just had to do something real quick, you know what I'm saying? I'm going back to college in the summer, you know, it's like a little, little something light. Like, hey, hey, it's, it's some is bad that why I see you Walmart. tweeting you know that? Saying. Is that why I see you tweeting that uh, uh, Home Depot girl reaction dance all the time? <laughs> no, she, no, that's not why. <laughs> She's just funny. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, that, that, that movie is a staple. To the point, I, I have thought about this, like, in the same regard as when people are like, where were you in 9-11? I oh, no. want to start asking people, like, <laughs> where were you when you heard Dane Cook's Harmful Swallowed? Because that shit was everywhere. Yes. I was, I was in my, I was in my, like, what's your freshman year, ninth grade? I was in my ninth grade English class. My friend was like, hey, dude, you got to listen to this. Where were you on 9-11? Where were you when you heard a dang good comedy special? Jesus. It's comparable. Christ. It's up there. Equal but I, situations. 
I remember though, I was in the back of a, of a church bus on my way <laughs> to Six Flags. Everybody remembers where they were when they heard that fucking album. The thing went double platinum. It was a comedy album that went double platinum. He was huge, man. And his brother stole all of his money. Ah, oh, the Michael situation say, situation. Man, Life comes to we are, we <laughs> have to be the podcast in 2020 that mentions Dan Cook the most. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every couple of episodes, Dan Cook comes up for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what did I text y'all the other night? I was like, Dan Cook's like Nickelback. Everybody's going to admit one day that they weren't that bad. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ, you're right. We are we we're the number one Dan Cook podcast. I'm gonna somebody, put that in somebody our... has to keep him alive. <laughs> yeah, can you put that in our bio? Hopefully, you get him on the podcast. But that that was the funniest <laughs> fucking the the funniest fucking album. Talking about the car wreck and stuff. I was crying in the back of a church van, <laughs> a youth group van. I was listening to that on an iPod Nano. <laughs> and coach somebody somebody somebody's pap english class my friend nature uh, god damn it all right <laughs> sarah final pick take us home um final pick i'm gonna go with 13 going on 30 good one good it's, pick. Yeah. it's always on tv and it as it should be because mm-hmm. it's a goddamn classic great mark ruffalo vehicle yes Yes. Mark Ruffalo, romantic lead. <laughs> Attracted to a 13-year-old. <laughs> I think I might have that movie on DVD for some reason. Like somebody ended up giving it to me at some point. So I just have it. I'll have to go look for it. But I haven't watched it in a long time. But yeah, that movie <laughs> Movies might not hold up. But it was good at the time. It's big, but for like this generation. The movie Big, like Tom Hanks movie. Um, yeah. what's the reverse version with Zach Efron where he becomes a kid where he's actually <laughs> Luke Perry oh yeah where he like kind of like flirts with his wife and she's like flirting with him not realizing it's her husband and it's like oh yeah it's it's uh, Jet, like, Jet Avatar's wife Leslie man god that movie's terrible it's bad uh, movies that we missed don't add us we know um Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I've never actually seen that. You've never seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Uh-uh. I on TV it. all the time. What? That was, uh, again, another one of those movies where I went to Hastings and it was in the box for like a dollar. I was like, yep, I'm taking this. It's a good time. So, yeah. You can you can see the infidelity happening on screen. Um, <laughs> life imitates art. art <laughs> life. War of the Worlds with uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Newsies, yeah, Troy. Oh yeah, um, basically Harry Potter's one through five. True. Uh, I mean, this it does. This is this is ten years in the past, but it's on TV all the time. Shawshank Redemption is on TNT every weekend. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, sticking with my Comedy Central vibes, Dodgeball. True. True. Yeah, Dodgeball. Uh. What's the um that the one movie Dave Chappelle was in? <laughs> A Star is Born 2018. <laughs> uh he's the best friend in You've Got Mail. What? 
Yeah, Dave Chappelle is Tom Hanks' best friend. You got mail. No way. Uh, half baked. Yeah, half baked. I was about to say how high, but that's something different. I was also going to say how high. <laughs> um, basically, any Adam Sandler movie from the nineties. Happy yeah. Gilmore's on all the time. Yeah, take your pick. Uh, I feel like Madea movie. I feel like Waterboy oh. was on the most. Waterboy was on. There was a period from like 2000 to 2003 where Waterboy was on. I feel like on TBS. Yeah. Every other day. I have nothing to back. <laughs> I have nothing to back that up. That is the end of that sentence. That's how I feel. <laughs> Uh, see any of the scary movies also? Mm-hmm. This one didn't make the cut on the year, but I really wanted to pick it anyway. It's John Tucker Must Die. That movie was that on was on my list too, and I had to cut it off. It's so good, and it's always on TV. Dude, John Tucker, whoever, whatever that actor's name is, and this is in so many Hallmark Christmas movies now. John yeah. Tucker Must Die. Everyone in that movie is so hot. Oh. A great one. Actually, this wasn't on TV, so I don't. I don't think it really counts. Uh, it finally did start making its rounds, but Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, but it finally started making its rounds. But um. I remember going to see a Bad News Bears the remake with Billy Bob Thornton and seeing oh, yeah. that, seeing that, um, in the theater and at like I don't know ten, I was like that movie looks stupid. And then going back and watching it when I was about 15, I think is when I finally saw it. And I was like, this might be the funniest fucking movie I think I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I Billy love Bob Thor does bad comedy really well. Um, Ocean's Eleven. Yep. Which is on Netflix right now. If you haven't watched it in a long time, go give it a watch. It's fantastic. It's still good. Still by good. the Yeah, by the way, Ocean's Eleven is good. Um a movie we just have to mention just just for the Twitter folks, even though we don't we don't like the movie that much. Titanic is on TV all the fucking all the time. time. <laughs> Until the Avatar was Avatar was like that for a while too. Uh, I had to pick this one for my wife, but honestly, you can go with almost any of them. But X Men one through three were oh, always on yes. FX, especially yeah. X two. X two was on. You know what was the X Men Wolverine Origins was on FX. They're like, we're getting the play out of this fucking. Movie. <laughs> oh, is that when what's his face is his brother? Um, Leave Schreiber. Yeah, yeah. It's a great opening sequence, but then it's just like the fakest. Oh, when CGI, they're going through the like claws. every war of all time. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway. a good opener. All right, so um, that has been the One Take Podcast. Sarah Johnson, thank you so much for joining us yeah for uh, sure this sure. was very funny to me <laughs> um i don't know about everybody else but i had a good time the um <laughs> you can find us at one take pod on twitter instagram and others sarah where can they find your tweets uh, i see you have way more twitter followers than holy shit um <laughs> where can they find your twitter uh, yeah, it's at serendipity18. So Sarah with an H and dipity18. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Anything else you want to push? Um, no. <laughs> I, cool. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Um, hold on, real quick. We just have to read 
uh oh her pin tweet real quick um serendipity 18 if a girl says come for me just get up and go home bro your dick game so trash she said fuck it just hurry up and finish so i can go and get my clothes out of the dryer it's the, the that I terrible deadpan delivery that really sold that tweet man Oh, for sure. That's what I was just about to say. You reading that in that voice, making it the worst tweet ever. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being as hilarious. Where it was going until you got there, and then. <laughs> that was my point. Uh... <laughs> Executed flawlessly. That's why I host this podcast. Um... <laughs> this man works in media. Liberal media. Uh. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Again, you can find us at One Take Podcast um, on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, like, and subscribe. Dex, what are we doing? You actually watched a Florence Pugh movie this weekend. Pugh. I, I hashtag supported Florence Pugh. Um, you, don't, you don't need to watch Lady Macbeth if you don't like feeling bad. It'll make you feel real bad. But it's it's a good movie. She obviously did a great performance as the titular character, even though that's not her name in the movie. Still, the movie bangs, except it's just really fucking sad. So, you know, don't watch it but or watch it. Support Forrest View. Support Forrest View. Um, real quick, actually, I don't know if we want to put this at the end as sort of like a just an extra. Uh, Sarah, if you have to go, we'll let you go. It's late. But I want to do you all want to talk about the uh, HBO stuff? Or do you want to go to bed? Let's save, let's, let's save it for another one. I'm already shot. We'll, we'll save it for like another episode. Okay, cool. All right. It is 12.30, kids. We out. We out. Hey, you know what? This track honestly don't need no talking on it, but I got to do it. Big tank. Let y'all know, you know what I'm all about when I take it to the flow. Uh, Is everybody ready? Now I don't mean to brag on